The Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. When Jesus entered the temple, the chief priests and the elders of the people came to him as he was teaching and said, By what authority are you doing these things, and who gave you this authority? Jesus said to them, I will also ask you one question. If you tell me the answer, then I will also tell you by what authority I do these things. Did the baptism of John come from heaven, or was it of human origin? And they argued with one another. If we say from heaven, he will, if we say from heaven, he will say to us, why then did you not believe him? But if we say of human origin, we are afraid of the crowd, for all regard John as a prophet. So they answered Jesus, we do not know. And he said to them, neither will I tell you by what authority I am doing these things. What do you think? A man had two sons. He went to the first and said, son, go and work in the vineyard today. He answered, I will not. But later, he changed his mind and went. The father went to the second and said the same. And he answered, I go, sir. But he did not go. Which of the two did the will of his father? They said, the first. Jesus said to them, truly I tell you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes are going into the kingdom of God ahead of you. For John came to you in the way of righteousness as you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes believed him. And even after you saw it, you did not change your minds and believe him. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise, Praise to you, O Christ. Let each of you look not to your own interests, but to the interests of others. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus the Christ. Amen. Amen. I remember as a young boy entering the kitchen in the small house I grew up in. Less than 1,500 square feet, there wasn't room for an office. And so I remember my dad sitting at the kitchen table on Saturdays to do the bills. It was at a very young age then that I was introduced to the idea of tithing or giving a tenth of one's income as an activity of one's faith. When I learned back then, and I'm certain has not changed even now, is that my dad was diligent in setting aside his tithe first, which he then gave as an offering to the church. Whatever bills needed to be paid, mortgage, car payments, utilities, household expenses, of all of that happened, but the first thing that happened, by my knowledge, was that my dad set aside his tithe to pay forward. If I remember accurately, my dad made a commitment in faith to give what he had been taught by his own father to do, a 10% of his income, everything that he earned, offering it directly to God's work. For my dad, helping to make sure that the church to which he belonged, the church in which I grew up, was baptized, received my first communion, was confirmed, was eventually ordained. For my dad, that church held such meaning for him. The way he participated in it then financially 
was a way that in his own heart and mind he hoped to keep it healthy and equipped to offer quality worship, service to community, fellowship, study, and mutual support was what he was and is committed to as an ongoing expression of his faith. My dad, from as far back as I can remember, is a a blue-collar journeyman with a sheet metal firm in Pittsburgh, and his love for family, he always carried around this countenance of being grateful. Grateful for what he was and for what he had. Furthermore, he acted out of that, that sense of gratitude with his time, talents, and treasures by generously giving back to his church and many other philanthropic causes that he supported. This is the art, the art of stewardship that I learned from my father. Being grateful for what one has and, and being willing to use what one has for the betterment of others, as Charles talked about in his temple talk today. And so today we, we kick off our months-long stewardship campaign as a, a reminder of the role generosity plays in the life of faithful individuals and in the dynamic communities in which we live, worship, work, and play, how our faith imp- is imparted in our environment. And so the idea of the sailboat serving as an image that's meaningful to this community of faith for the stewardship theme seemed appropriate. You'll see them in the stained glass on the side and, of course, in the rose window. It makes even more poignant sense given our coastal location. I see people looking around and maybe even for the first time seeing that we've got sailboats in the windows. (laughs) The hull of the sailboat carries us you might think, to fulfill our baptismal promises, which we reaffirmed earlier in worship today. The sails, of course, move us forward to enact all the features of being a healthy, vibrant, service-oriented church, both service to our own within, but also to those in our community in need. And the energy which enables our sails to be swelled in order that our sailboat may move smoothly on through our ministry journey is our time, our talents, and our treasures. I hope you're inspired. I hope you see what you have as a gift from God. I hope you respond to this gift with gratitude and commit yourself to give back to God right off the very top of your income. I hope you consider ways you may offer up your time, your talents, your treasures too. God has great hopes for us and places a precious responsibility on us to make this church vital in people's lives. I look forward as we commit through our time, talents, and treasures all together through his all hands and hearts on deck campaign that we will chart a course for Elcor to set sail into 2024 with faithful confidence to be the church God calls us to be. Thank you. Say it again. Say it again. 
Amen. Amen.